What's good, guys? We are back. <laughs> I'm Hobbs, and I use they, them pronouns. I am Linz, and I use any pronouns, and this is Queer Retrograde. Yeah. Welcome back, guys. I love all of our guests so much, but mm-hmm. I also love when we keep it in-house. Mm-hmm. I'm lounging right now. I don't have any pants on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Beautiful. It's just nice taking us back to our roots. Yes. You know, back when uh, it was just you, me, and The Bachelor, except now we're like, we, we got other things to talk about that are a bit more relevant and important <laughs> yes it's true mm. although i did watch the season premiere of oh. Katie's batch how was it it was really boring and it made me begin with some like new queer friends that i have we were like this is really boring so we're gonna watch the bisexual season of are you the one where did you even find it it's on mtv.com I logged on to my mom's TV provider. Mm. I think mm-hmm. you can get episode one for free, but then you need to get a TV provider. Like the golden chalice. That show still is fucking gold. Yeah. I, I'm i shocked that they didn't like get so much attention that they could have gotten like their own spinoff altogether. Like just, okay, now we're doing queer da- like dating shit full time. Right. Please. There was, I everyone mean, was so beautiful. Oh, charismatic like lovely. mtv producer if you are listening to this please cast me on the next season the by season of are you the one like i that's my dream i think is you to just fall in love with everyone no Lindsay, you would be like every week okay the premise of are you the one is like you're supposed to find your quote-unquote perfect match and then you go into the truth booth every week because you vote a couple in to figure out if it's that perfect match. You need 10 perfect matches to win a million dollars. Linz, I feel like you would be in the truth booth every week. I really think it's this person. <laughs> the connection <laughs> is so lit. Like, well, it's true. But then your poly ass would just be like, well, I'm in love with everyone here. It's so. true. I was like getting frustrated because I felt like, uh, like, Kai was kind of like just openly poly on the show and was just constantly being victimized for it and I'm just yeah. like come on like this is actually how it is though <laughs> like yeah I mean the the true perfect match of already the one when it's bisexuals is that there's only one perfect match it's everyone in the house is having a good time exactly and that's what I want mm-hmm. I just want to be stranded with an amazing group of queer people oh my god on a beach Bitch, you want to go on vacation true that's what you want i mean we were just talking about how we need another queer retrograde retreat so yeah maybe that's where it's coming from Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but yeah so i'm gonna keep watching that again for probably (laughs) the third time (laughs) oh my the third time i'm weak well with other queer media though sam j is easily one of the best most influential in this in terms of like you want to be influenced by this person because Sanjay's is just a, a smart wonderful beautiful black lesbian who is funny as fuck and if y'all had not caught her stand-up special on netflix go do it right now sam j three in the morning one of the best things i've ever seen in my life like that joke about how it's like <laughs> you know like her girlfriend's always like 
projecting like masculinity on her and being like, yo, I don't want to carry my bags either. <laughs> like, who's going to fucking carry our bags? Dolly? I don't do this shit just because, like, what? I wear the strap. <laughs> I loved that part too. That was like, I knew things were going south whenever she had more bags than she has arms. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It's so good. And like, graduate from that comedy special and go straight into her talk show. Like, and I say talk show loosely because it's nothing like I've ever seen before on a talk show. Maybe actually it's probably more reminiscent of like the style of talk shows from like the Vice Network where it's just kind of like more um, kind of just true to the nature of the person giving the interview versus like the standard, like we're going to sit in these two chairs all the time. Like that's it. Because pause with Sam J, you get like flickers of like her at, I assume it's her house with like all her friends and her partner and like everyone's just kind of like in these conversations that are like very impactful, but like everyone's funny as fuck. And then goes into like individual interviews with people. Like my favorite one so far was like, she was in a room with three other uh, black lesbians who uh, are topless. Like, this is just like their thing. They're like, yeah, like one day I was like balling with my boys. And I just took off my shirt and like, no, I just didn't want to put it back on. I just feel so fucking powerful. Like not even wearing a shirt, just titties out. And they just wow. have it like taped over. I'm like, wow, like I never thought about that being like a final frontier of power, just being topless we can do that holy shit we totally can do that so good in this other interview she's talking with these two people who are identifying as you just say it but young like black republican conservatives but as they get into the interview and like as they're like you know ideals come out it's like one of y'all is definitely just like an anarchist and the other one of you is just like i don't know i think you just like found a word but like it's also not really what is actually true to what I think we all think of when we think of Republican conservative. Mm -hmm. And then like one of them like came out in the middle of the interview. It was like, oh, actually I haven't told anyone yet. Like I I'm queer. And then like had they had a beautiful moment and like Sam was like, oh, like that's dope. And like they hugged and like, it was cool shit. Oh my God. They got some real raw moments on their dog. Wow. I can't wait to watch that. And it's just so fucking funny. <laughs> Cannot stress enough so fucking fun i believe it oh my god every step of the way that sounds so good mm -hmm. well i've been watching less tv lately in general because we are vaccinated in this world now what does that mean to you <laughs> i am still trying to figure it out for those of y'all that follow hobbs and i queer retrograde on instagram you know that we went into public. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> sure did. We went to a concert, Friday Cheers, uh, which is an outdoor concert series in Richmond. Um, and they had it where there were these little spray painted squares and then each bubble got to stay in their own spray painted square that was six feet away from each other. Um, and it was super fun <laughs> it was really awesome and then the next day I went to a baseball game and they did not have spray painted squares you just sit but naked next to everybody exactly shoulder to shoulder um and then I ended up staying out like a little too late that night and then I was really tired the next morning and then I was like Oh, I really don't miss this. Like, I don't miss just feeling overextended for what. Mm -hmm. And I am kind of 
navigating that currently of like, how do I spend all my resources, meaning like time, money, energy, et cetera, in like a mindful manner still, even as like events are happening again and, uh, you know, more, more people are expecting social time that isn't just like a FaceTime call. Um, and it, yeah, it's like a little bit of a mind fuck. Um, how's it been for you? Um, it's been fine. Like, I feel like at work, when all my coworkers decided to take off their masks and I was the last one, I was like, well, this is futile. I may as well <laughs> just be in this room with y'all. And <clears throat> I haven't had a shift yet where I've been on masks yet because I kind of took the last two to kind of decide. But I mean, outdoor public events, like Friday Cheers was just delightful in the sense of it just felt 110%, like we're minding our own business. But it also felt like they probably won't do this next time. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of not even 50 50 anymore but the camps of like cautionariness is just slowly weeding itself out day to day hour to hour mm-hmm. and i also just forgot how loud bands are you know <laughs> and if anything i like when i'm around my people i'm like i want to be able to hear you man and have a good time um for the most part i'm just really excited but i can definitely relate to the overextension like definitely have to be a lot more careful about okay getting enough sleep and like actually taking time away from myself but I do feel like with my work schedule there is plenty of time to see all the people I actually want to see Mm -hmm. in one week and still get that time it's just like I'm also like feeling it very differently too I think before when I lived in Richmond I would get so like ramped up so ramped up over like cool things that were happening or hangouts with more than like two people that I really like that I like that I wouldn't really be there for the moment because I was just like so excited that it was happening at all and just felt like I was just saying words versus like now when I'm around people I'm like very a lot more present and trying to be like actively listening and not taking for granted like this moment because mm-hmm. sure we've always had FaceTime to relate to people but like that person to person like we're in each other's faces relating is so sacred now <clears throat> and just yeah, it's every week I feel like when I hang out with people, it just feels like just heavy with that. I love this moment <laughs> so much. I mean, that's just my cancer moon coming out a bit more. I don't know. But I just be going to bed. I'm like, damn, like, I feel like every day is a fucking vacation. Mm-hmm. And work is just like this thing that I do, like, I don't know, 20 right. hours a week. And like, somehow it pays the bills. Right. That's, and that's I think part of it too like you and I do not work like 40 hour week like fuck that um I was like thinking about the concept of like a weekend mm-hmm. and I was hmm. like every single day is the weekend for yeah I'm like I got eight hours before work I go to work for six maybe seven and then I got three hours after work right And I got three days off to myself, like, right. Yeah. And for me, like work at this point is like, 
I don't know. I was also reading in All About Love this section about work that's talking about how um, <clears throat> it's sort of like a double-edged sword with work where it's like we assume it's just like this thing that's terrible that no one wants to do, which to some extent it is because we're all overworked. Mm -hmm. Um, But then if you are like kind of like choosing work as like, like this, this project, this is work, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I fucking love this shit. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of the same way with the work I'm doing all the time now. Mm-hmm. Um, which just feels super, super good in the sense that like, I feel like I can be in, like, everything is an active decision now, you know, mm-hmm. nothing is like for someone else. <laughs> right. Um, which is, which is just like super exciting. I think like, I do feel like I'm like, as you know things in public start happening again it's like a completely new dimension I guess that's the mind fuckedness mm. of it is like it seems like nothing has changed but everything kind of has for me <laughs> fully fully and I'm trying so hard not to add a connotation to things anymore or at mm-hmm. least not as much and with the whole opening back up thing, it's like hanging out with someone, right? And like they'll have it on for some of the time and some of the not time. But I'm like, I'll just go into second gear. I'll mimic whatever you do so that we're on the same page. But at the end of the day, I know like following someone else's lead or like trying to do your own thing. It's just like at this point, it just feels like a game of like the imagination of like what feels comfortable to like be out in public as a vaccinated person. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you have yours off, and mine's on it's useless <laughs> especially if I'm like in contact with you you know but it's like but we're doing things to just feel more comfortable and if anything I think it's gotten everyone to mind their own business a bit more because mm-hmm. when, even when I was the only person at work wearing a mask it never felt weird or like I was being judged or like, and I just didn't really give a fuck right. I was like this is like a cultural thing in general and other places like what if I have a cold maybe I'm trying to protect the fuck out of y'all and yeah. and it didn't feel like the whole before where I had the connotation where if you weren't wearing a mask and it's like, well, I don't want people to think I'm some kind of like Republican. And it's like, well, who cares what anyone's really thinking anymore? You know, this has only ever been like a one player game because that's just how the United States has pushed us into this corner. And like, it just trickles down into like, well, good luck out there. Right. Just rolling with it. Right. Constantly evolving. We'll see how things evolve. I mean, it's going so fast by next week it's like i mean i sent you the the karaoke thing like fucking yeah. karaoke's back at ipanema they're like oh masks are strongly encouraged i'm like oh, wait, in that fucking like sandbox there's no it way it doesn't matter it doesn't matter with karaoke when everyone's gonna be screaming not just the singer like come on now man Standing on each other yeah like even before it was like this is hazardous well before corona <laughs> like self-medicate with the line set for two dollars Oh my God. I swear to God, if we go back and it's the same fucking bartenders, I'm going to really feel like we time traveled. I bet you it will be. I truly do. I will feel like I had a, just had a really bad dream. and just woke back up. 
if that happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So speaking of karaoke, uh, let's get into like the queer scene in Richmond a little mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> the queer scene in Richmond. Yeah, I think you and I come from very different uh, allegiances. Oh, explain. Say more. Okay. Well, I feel like when I met you, you were hanging out with like all like the arty uh queer people (laughs) and I don't know if I really have like a queer group I feel like I'm just the person that floats between other groups Mm. versus like having like my own although I guess it really depends on who you ask I think a lot of people would say that like Richmond and I've heard this a lot that Richmond is like super clicky and like kind of like toxic in that way and like some people it's mostly just like a lot of peacocking and like uh just false signaling for like what people are actually about because i think it's really just a difference between like gay people and queer people like we can just identify that a bit more closely when we think about people mm-hmm. i think i don't really know if there's like a way to really organize it verbally but generally i feel like the people in richmond that are queer it's small so it, it's very gossip girl that's kind of the, the first thing that always pops into my mind when i think about it it's like no matter who you with or like whatever like it just it always gets spread out pretty quickly yeah I went to go get eucalyptus from my friend's garden mm-hmm. and he was like oh you have a podcast with Hobbs like I've always had like a friend crush on them and then like uh he was also like oh yeah I know this person through like this person used to date this person and I was just like oh Richmond oh yeah I mean there's barely one degree of separation between any two people at any given time I mean there was definitely a moment where I was like I have to get the fuck out of here like after my hoe phase I was like (laughs) you played yourself I did it was like when I got into like a serious relationship and then I realized that I like fucked her roommate like a few months ago and I was like wow I forget that that happened that is so extra and now we're now we're all friends (laughs) now we're all friends (laughs) I'm trying to think if I've had anything really like scandalous happen no also, I don't really think I've ever really, like, hoed out in the way how, like, I really ought to just hoe out. Right. It's been very tame. Right. Even, even when I think I'm being wild, it's like I just put my toe in the water and I'm like, <laughs> I, I kiss someone tonight and I don't have their number. <laughs> yeah. But we did it on the dance floor and it was great. Right. Um, I will say that there is actually, there is, like, this new thing. Well, it it started before the pandemic I think and now they're like picking back up and it's like a queer get-together thing and it's called retrograde RVA and I was like oh my god we should team up (laughs) yeah Ooh, yeah yeah I I bet they have Um, some cool t-shirts yeah I think they had just one like this month or whatever um which was like their first one since like in the past like year and a half or whatever um but otherwise yeah I just think like 
I mean, obviously we all know the Richmond queer scene revolves around the pole at babes. <laughs> the pole at babes. Get out of here. Oh my God. Yeah. We Otherwise all- I get really excited when there's just random like events at people's houses or mm-hmm. like stuff like that. That's a little bit more intimate and it really helps me see like there are a lot of queer people in Richmond that it's just kind of like it's we're all connected but you kind of do have to get just like an invite to one of these like random events and then and like to be able to make all of the the right you do have to arrive to the audition right for sure for sure yeah does it feel like community uh mm. tough i think in some ways when it's more dire like i think it's we're never really strangers like there's always a gofundme or like something like going around i feel like for anyone that whether it's one degree separation or like two but i was recently invited to a birthday party where i'm like this is my audition i have to take off work and i have to go to this thing because this could be the door to something new it's gonna like I've been telling universe I'm trying to center blackness in my life more and I get invited to like the most blackest barbecue next week and I'm like I can't not go on Juneteenth gotta I can't not go gotta. so the world could change like next week mm-hmm. for all I know god damn mm-hmm. do you have any like invites that have happened where you were like oh shit this is it or I guess you started with like a pretty like dynamic group to begin with though yeah I mean I was lucky that I just had like a really queer group of friends from art school Mm -hmm. um and then it's just kind of expanded since then I'd say and yeah I said that though because I was recently invited to um this cool like actually I the thing I emailed you it's like Uh, a little backyard like open mic type situation and it's like for the queers (laughs) yes that was the most like gentle invitation I've ever read it was like like when you come in like we'll hang up your code and blah it's just like very like so detail oriented I'm like this is the most tender piece of shit I've ever read yes I love it most often not most often than not, invites are like, it's 10 o'clock. Be there, be fucking square. When I say 10 o'clock, I mean 11 o'clock. Don't fucking show up at 9 o'clock, bitch. And then show up. Like I love a thoughtful invite. That was so thorough. Yeah, this is like a very new friend. And I'm like super excited because I feel like our personalities are like really wow. like compatible. <laughs> you are getting into the fold. Mm. So with all these new people you might be meeting. Do you have any crushes right now in general? Any crushes? Are you crushing on, bitch? Tell the whole world. <laughs> Expose them. Tell the whole world. Tell the whole world, yeah. All 12 of our listeners. <laughs> okay. Well, I just have to preface with this. Yep. That late, like, since my breakup, mm-hmm. I have really been focusing on just my relationship with myself and really trying to just like fully date myself and you know from top to bottom of like what are my needs can I fulfill them myself to like 
what's my self-talk sound like right now? Like, let me bring some compassion into this potion, um, etc. So I would like to answer this with, first of all, crushing on myself. Hey. Yeah. And then I would say also <clears throat> crushing on like a lot of people who are like already in my life that I'm just like, oh my god like y'all are just so amazing <laughs> like you included Hobbs like I'm just like ah! it's always so mutual that's why I feel like I was telling you earlier when I was texting my coworker, I was like I feel like I haven't texted someone I'm not like intimately deep with <laughs> in a long time it's weird. yes yes um but it does like I feel like I'm really getting somewhere in terms of like this non- uh, hierarchy of relation like romantic relationships and like platonic relationships and even familial like mm. I literally am like crushing on like my fucking family because I'm like oh. you guys are fucking awesome like I love you so much like mm -hmm. and uh it is like that feeling of like I have a, like I, I'm like crushing on y'all because yeah. you're so like yeah it's it's been really lovely and um yeah it's just like because it's like more than like butter you know it's like the butterflies feeling but like I know that there's more to it than that mm -hmm. where it's not like it's not I don't know did we talk about like the love goggles yeah we did mm -hmm. it's not love goggles where it's like I know they're going to come off at some point. It's like, no, I literally see you for like who you are and you see me for who I am. And we can fucking like, ex like extend ourselves for each other, for each other's growth. Yeah. That's fucking love. Put that in the MoMA. That was good. <sighs> Damn bitch. You glowing. You are glowing. Yeah. Wow. Am. Who do you have a crush on? Fucking like just like you, bitch. Everyone. <laughs> Fucking everyone. Oh. I think since like the summer started, like new people came into my life. Some in like more professional senses, but also like I feel like I'm like, it feels like I've just been watering family a lot this summer. A mm. lot. Not just the ones that I live with, but through like, you know, my old professor, who I guess now I would consider like she feels like an aunt to me walking her dogs and then meeting one of her friends and like walking her dog and like now like it's like moving into like, you want to babysit for us I'm like I mean as I'm growing to love you guys like yeah and it becomes a different like negotiation of like how that's going to turn out versus like me thinking of it as like a side hustle because it's really not it's just like these are the things that I'm doing for the people I really give a shit in my community mm -hmm. and yeah honestly yeah they could probably just buy me lunch and I just do it because it's like I enjoy it when I see those dogs it's not like here we go. It's like, good to see you, friends. <laughs> we give a little chat in the car on the way over to our walk. And like, it's a great time. And I love how that's just been like growing so much. And just the way of how like spending time with people has been like transforming from where are we going to go eat to like, what are we going to go do? Cause like, mm. I just, we, there's just so much like desire for sharing beyond just like, like, I don't know, like sharing a meal is wonderful, right? But it's not coming from that place of like, let's just go spend money together. It's like, what can we genuinely do together? And because of that, I'm getting more creative ways, like popping up in my mind of how to spend time. Like the other week, not the other week, the other day, Reese and I were supposed to go to the beach with B 
and uh it's storm i'm like what if we just went storm chasing like maybe not tomorrow but like some other time but like little things like that pop up and i'm like i never would have thought of that because i was so concerned about like just eating in front of your face and then spending a hundred dollars and going home right and in terms of other crushes like okay yes i hear you and i see you and i'm with you on the whole like no love goggles because i feel like your boy done fall falling in love and shit and it's like not at all how I feel like I've done in the past where it feels like oh it's going somewhere and like this thing it feels very tertiary to say how I I feel about this person because it's like the actions have been so fucking lit all the time like all the time and I don't want to get too deep into that because it's my business and there's some level of Virgo privacy that I have, but you guys can know that on the surface. Cause I think that's definitely something to celebrate. And I feel really good about that. And yeah, also crushing on myself every now and again, I'd be like looking in the mirror. I'm like, bitch, <laughs> you are so cute. <laughs> what? And yeah, celebrating, you know, like, I think it's been like four years or so since I figured out I was hot. So like, it's celebrating your five of like mm. aging, like a fine wine and like leaning into that and like find myself the clothes that feel good versus like what I think I should be wearing. I'm like, no, like we're going to explore our aesthetics. We're going to try on shorts. We're going to mm. do different things and all that. And just, I've been a lot more playful with like people in smaller interactions like cashier stuff or whatever like just been giving a lot more of myself in those moments and it's been really rewarding yes super rewarding like it's fun yes it is so much fun fun. yeah (laughs) every every little pocket yeah it's fantastic and shout out to pepper my dog because she's got a little sore on her foot but I showed her how I spoon the other day. And I think ever since then, every time I come downstairs, she's asking for me to spoon her again. Mm. I'm like, it's just been really sweet. I love that for y'all. I love that your relationship has gone there. Yeah. Like we just were laying there and I saw a little smile at the curl of her mouth. I was like, yeah, you've been wanting this. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted it too. You never know. Some dogs are like, they don't like the way we hug because it's like a domination thing but her she's just like i just want to be held i'm like me too mm-hmm. so i'm gonna try to be the little spoon maybe later today oh my god i love that <laughs> i can love that dog pepper mm-hmm. you know what her name used to be what sally oh fuck. like the most human shit i've ever heard Sally the like dog. Dude, it's like what Reese. I'll never forget Reese told me about this guy they ran into and it was like, what's your dog's name? is like Sarah. Sarah? Sarah? <laughs> dog Sarah, dude. Oh, Jesus. Oh my God. I can't with that. Sarah. Okay. Oh, speaking of like funny names though, I have a new alter ego. Oh, oh my God. Who? Sabo. It's hot backwards. What is it? Sabo. It hops backwards. Oh, okay. Tell us about Sabo. Sabo's been coming out lately. Sabo is like, hmm, bad. (laughs) Sabo wants to get in trouble. Sabo's like, yo, let's go rob this place. Yo, Hmm. let's fight. Yo, like, but like, when I say that, guys, I mean, like, I'm still SpongeBob who's like, you know, I got a marshmallow gun. I'm not really fighting anybody. But yeah, Sabo wants to be bad, though. Hmm. All the time. 
So would you say Sabo is kind of like whenever you have made an active decision to be a little reckless that night or something? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because mm-hmm. Hoobs is like when I'm being a noodle head. But Sabo mm-hmm. is like, to make a mess, we can't clean up. I'm like, oh, shit. Sag rising, chill. <laughs> chill. Wow. We just need to go on vacation. That's all it is. That's where all the recklessness comes from. Just being in the same place too long. <laughs> gotta get out there true mm-hmm. how what's your uh like time frame where you're like every this amount of time i need to go on a vacation at least once a month and no it's not because of my period because sometimes it'll it's it's just not okay so don't make that assumption guys <laughs> i could hear you thinking it and it's not about that all right it's not the moon controlling me it is me heard thanks mm-hmm. for that clarification anytime so in terms of like dating apps and stuff have you, have you used any um okay i have not really used the i'm not a good person to talk to about the apps in terms of my experience but i did use the apps when i was in mexico actually just Uh, to like meet people mm -hmm. (laughs) and then i was like oh like let me go meet this like hot girl that is like uh also in mexico city teaching english but is also from the u.s Mm. and then we like met at a coffee shop and then she was literally nothing like the vibe that her profile gave off in terms of like the photos and stuff she made herself look like super like mask dom type situation and then she was very like mouse (laughs) and I was just like okay so this is how the apps are like you have literally no idea what you're getting yourself into um which I guess I knew just from like the the layout and the whole idea of them but experiencing that I was like oh shit okay So then I just didn't really use them. I guess after I got back from Mexico, I was on them a little bit, but I only ever met up with people who I had either known, like who I already knew, just like we, you know, like knew through a friend or knew through a party or, you know, or people that I had already seen before at Babes. (laughs) Oh my God. Um. But I did just update my Lex profile. Wait, is that the writing one where there's no photos? Yeah, there's no images, but you can connect your Instagram. Can you tell us what you wrote? Sure, let me I'll, pull it up. I'll close my eyes while you read it and I'll decide if I would swipe right or not. Okay, well, it's not swiping. Lex oh. is like you post um, you post stuff. So you can post like a... a basically it's like there's a title and then there's a little paragraph and that's what you post so you could be like um like podcast looking for a guest as our title and then it would be like two queers started a podcast tell us about some shit you're getting into as the paragraph and then people can like it or they can message you Mm -hmm. um but they just added that you can have an actual profile now, which they didn't have that before. 
So mine is Lynn's 26 Aquarius sun. <laughs> it has your sun sign automatically, <laughs> which I love. Um, <laughs> it says <laughs> about it's the little things. It says, I like to wiggle, giggle and grow plants for real, for real. I work at a few different farms in VA and I love to sing and dance. So excited for Vaxxed karaoke. And then another section is ask me about all about love by bell hooks my current read then another section is i'd like to know what you'd ask the high priestess if you had the chance and then teach me something about mushrooms that no poo hair lifestyle where the best swim spots are in va and then i connect my instagram wait who's the high priestess in tarot oh so niche of you <laughs> Yeah, I only know that because uh, I was doing a reading with my friend and pulled the high priestess and then like Natasha gave a really good explanation of how the high priestess is like this uh, archetype that like is like the one that knows all like is like the one that has all of the information sort of like um, when I think of the high priestess I think of that character on um, uh, the good place that just shows up yeah janet 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 mm -hmm. from the good place mm -hmm. where she just like has all this information it's like what what would you ask what would you ask the oh high my priestess? god that's a big question right <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> so anyways i haven't posted on lex Mm -hmm. like a like a post being like hey let's hang out or whatever mm -hmm. I just have my profile set up so that if someone posts something that I like and I message them they can see my profile does that make sense I see oh it sure does <laughs> do a little lurking but be like hey I'm not a ghost I'm really there right mm -hmm. I like the premise of Lex because it's for queer people and it's less image based which is really nice tinder has always made me feel like a dog right. which it, that's what it's for yeah what's, <laughs> your, what's your experience with dating apps um in the times when i've used them it never really goes for longer than like maybe a few weeks to a month at a time i think usually like in the past past it's been like just to see what's quote unquote out there right like literally like who who in richmond like memorize a face and if i saw them or like whatever i don't know just to get familiar but it is mostly just been like an ego thing you know like i don't really like be swiping that much in it but it's like i don't know like now they'll, they'll tell you how many people swiped on you and all that <laughs> and in the times where i have actually like used it to like talk with people actually no i've never really done that with tinder it's mostly just been the app her where i've actually like talked with people mm -hmm. a bit but then i get like fatigued because i'm like this is just like a convert like we should just be hanging out yeah. and like things just kind of fall out i don't know it's it's a weird liminal space that i'm not a huge fan of but i like to visit every now and again mm -hmm. just because i don't know i think it's like a, a physical way of being like putting yourself out there versus like just saying that you're putting yourself out there right right and yeah i mean i've had interesting like uh, encounters in terms of like one time like the most recent time i've used it i matched with somebody and then i asked said like a one thing and then like i ran into them like the next day and then <laughs> we exchanged numbers it was wild because i was still masked up so they like recognized me it was weird and i like 
messaged them to hang out and it never happened. So things like that, where you're like, you think it's going somewhere, like it's doing a thing, but then I don't know. I think we're all kind of flaky on that kind of stuff. And it just, I think if you go in with that mentality, that like nothing will probably come of this, then you'll probably have a good time. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just, it's just, it's just pressing buttons. That's right. I'm always wanted out when I meet people who are like, yeah, we met on Tinder. Like we got a whole relationship now. I'm like, wow, like y'all must have actually really been into each other. Like, actually, I think a lot of people just go on to shop, confirm that they're shopping and then they don't, I, I don't know. It's just like, there's no wrong way to do it. So mm-hmm. it's just whatever you make of it. Yeah. Do you think Tinder is like for straight people? Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, yeah. Some of the language that goes on there, like people still use the word female to describe someone, or like the whole unicorn hunting thing is a little wild. Or just like if you're this and this, like swipe left. It's or like the fact that everyone's personality is the office. I feel like the <laughs> the apps have not really like changed in terms of like what people are using to signal like, ooh, pick me. Cause I think it's the same lines from like 2012 or right. even 2016. I like the office. This is my sign. I don't fuck with blah. I smoke weed. I have a dog. I like donuts. I like to play outside, but also be inside, but also like just then like some witty quip of like whatever. And then just so many people still like put nothing on there and expect action. Right. You thought your face was enough, dog? Right. I don't get oh. that. What's the point? But again, maybe it's just like, because they're swiping. I don't know. <sighs> well, if anyone needs someone to write them a very basic Tinder bio, it sounds like Hobbs is your person. <laughs> I got you. And I'll just charge you for lunch. <laughs> the joke's on both of us. Now we're on a date. <laughs> Honestly, who needs the fucking apps? Just listen to this shit. For real, for real. Gosh, where do you feel like gay people mostly hang out in Richmond, if anywhere? Are we indoor cats? I think Lamplighter. <laughs> True. Or Northside, not Northside, North End. North End Juice Oh yeah. I think also I'm I'm trying to enhance this. There are there's quite a good amount of people, queer people at farmers markets. Oh, and I want there to be more. <laughs> yeah, enlist them. So, for anyone who's listening, I work at two farmers markets. <laughs> go ahead, second commercial. Here we go. Um, on Tuesdays, I work the Birdhouse Farmers Market, uh, for Amy's Organic Garden, and it's from three thirty. No, it's from three to six thirty in the um I was randolph community and on thursdays i work south of the james farmers market in forest hill park for hazel witch farm and it's from four to seven please show your gay self <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah that makes sense honestly i was realizing lately too a lot of gay people come to where i work like a lot of gays be eating at alewife in churchill yeah, I see y'all out there, like Justin, fine, just coming in. And now that the bar is open, it's like all in your face. Because Alewife is like kind of fancy. Yeah. Well, it's approachable, but like entrees are like 25. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think definitely like if you want VCU queers, it's going to be like Ipanema, obviously. Ipanema, that really is a watering hole. Huge watering hole. I like to, I prefer to hang out at Home Sweet Home. In fact, I went back there for the first time in forever last night. I wouldn't say that it's a mostly queer scene, but like there's definitely just like weirdos out there. And I like them. And I like, I don't think I've ever been there. Dude, we got to go hang out there. Okay. It's like my favorite dive in Richmond. You want like some goth queers? Goth Guar-bar. queers. Guar. Fuck Guar Bar. No offense. Oh shit. What happened? You know, I didn't tell you about this story. No. Oh my God. Okay. So back like in the summer of 2019, uh, working at Quirk and Reese was working with me and we would just like, it was like hot boy summer, like to the nth degree. Like Reese's Leo was like, like bursting out of their fucking chest. It was wild. And occasionally after work, like the Quirk people just love Guar Bar. I don't get it. I've been like twice and I was like, I don't really fuck with this place just cause like, I don't like these visuals. I don't want this shit in my face when I'm drinking or having a good time. So, but they would go there all the time. And one night we're like, okay. So I think it was um, the night after Yaz and I had that pop-up over at Tiny Victory. Uh-huh. Beautiful night. So like we got out of there at like 11. So we met up with everyone over at Cobra Cabana. And then everyone was like, let's go to Guar Bar. So like, okay, we'll go to Guar Bar. And so I was pretty like sober. I was just like, okay, just kind of like catching the tail end of the night. But everyone from the event had like showed up there. And we're all just like hanging out, like doing whatever. And like Reese is like talking with this one person, which I only mentioned because of the outcome of the story, because I didn't really even notice it at the time. And we were like leaving and it was like me, Reese and Kale all walking down the street together down that like alleyway. There, or I guess not really the alleyway, that street that's like just a diagonal away from it. And this dude like from Guar Bar like rolled up in his truck and was like, y'all want to go for a ride? And we're like, what the fuck, man? Like, just, just Because he was like, he had like a mean spirit about it. I was like, I don't really know what he wants or what he's doing, but like, keep it moving, buddy. And like, Reese was pretty lit. So he went, or they went like closer to the guy and just be like, what, what are you saying? Cause like when Reese gets lit, it's like, it's a party. It's like just super lovey-dovey, you know, just mm-hmm. extra uh, cuddly and all that stuff. And um, the guy was just like, you want to go for a fucking ride all shit. And like, we're like, I like, think me and Kale like tapped in like, oh, like this is not okay. He's gonna do something and like he like tries to like grab reese and like pulled off going from zero to 60 as though to like to drag reese like down the street probably could have killed them but like me and kale like grabbed them at the last second and, like pulled them back and they're like what the fuck and we like, were yelling at the guy down the street and they like, pulled off and went away and then we went over to guar bar later and we're like yo check your fucking tapes there's this guy that like tried to like really hurt our friend like all this shit like also it was a monday night who the fuck else was here do you not remember him what was going on and like the investigation really like nothing really ever happened because <clears throat> we saw him on the tape you know like him and Reese were like talking for like a good long minute so like who knows what happened in that conversation where like he just came up and like started saying like homophobic shit to us and then tried to like drag Reese down the street so I don't really know what triggered it but at the end of the day I felt like Guarbar kind of like dropped the ball on that even if it's not like their fault it was just like how do you not know this guy right how do you not know this guy I'm expected to remember pretty much all the faces ever when I'm bartending. Right. Just out of like, did they pay or did they forget blah? You know, there's always a mental catalog. So I was like, really like put off that like that never happened. It came through. But then the guy from Guarbar like came out to work later and was like, I'm really sorry that happened. I'm like, that's cool. But like now I just have like a bad taste in my mouth. So it's not really on them, but. Damn. 
I do vaguely remember this story now that you said it. It was awful. <sighs> I think of Guar and I just think of violence now. So I'm like, I don't want to. Right, right, I mean, right. For right. double reasons, right? You know, it's just, what's the point? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a top choice. No. No, I'll be, I'll be in Carytown or at the Jasper. Mm-hmm. That's a Honestly, spot. the Jasper needs to be more queer. Yeah, we just have to show up more. Like, make it a night. You know, pick a day of the week. Wednesday's queer night. Mm. Maybe we can ha- ask the retrograde people if they want to have a meetup there. Boom. Boom. Look at that. World's colliding. We don't ask. We take. So everyone who's listening to this, if you know the retrograde RVA people, hook us up. Connect us. Yeah. That'd be fucking tight. We could do a live recording. Stop. I got to get a bigger microphone. This thing is so small. (laughs) Hobbs has one of the TikTok little mini microphones. It's so silly. They're fun. (laughs) I love this thing. It just makes everything that much more dramatic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, did we miss anywhere else? I don't know. Like definitely in the park. The BMFA for sure. That's queer as fuck. Yeah. Uh. We're just saying like everywhere in Richmond. I mean, Richmond's pretty gay. It's pretty gay. Like nine times out of 10, there's a gay person no matter where you're looking. Mm -hmm. Like just find the right signals, guys. Dyed hair, boom. Cut off shorts, boom. High-waisted, boom. Fucking like cut off sleeves, boom. Gay. Mm -hmm. White Converse, gay, boom. Like easy. Are they riding a bike? Yeah, are they riding a bike? Boom, gay. Are they listening to music or do they have a tattoo? Several tattoos. Boom. Get it's, it's very simple. I love it. When like someone who checks all these boxes, like rolls up to the farmer's market <laughs> and then I'm like, okay. Like what you were talking about with like, um, you know, just having fun with like, even the person at the checkout at mm-hmm. the grocery. Well, that, that person is me. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> And so I'm just like, oh my God, this is about to be so fun. Yes. A little eye, eye contact. How you doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the cool thing about the farmer's market too is like people come back every week, you know? Oh. So I'm like developing relationships. Yeah. You know who likes cauliflower and right. asparagus like hey i can recommend this this week can't wait to hear about how that (laughs) yeah you're that person now (laughs) you probably have so many like if only we if actually you'll be really cool if technology everyone's like oh let's get contact lenses that can like record things i'm like no fuck that shit give me contact lenses where i know if somebody's like crushing on me just like straight up you already know that no but like it'd be cool you know you have good like, intuition, Hobbs. No, but like a little like Sims thing over your head. And like when they look at you, it turns red. That'd be cute. My shit would be red all the time. All the time. Yeah. But you know, then people would be like, oh my God, everyone's in love all the time. Like, yeah. 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 I'm just asking if quantum computing can do that. That's it. Um, 
if you are someone who is queer that has experience with uh, Elon Musk type technology. I can't you. <laughs> All these shots that we're like really recruiting in this episode. Yo, yeah, if you I'm can sorry. connect us. <laughs> I really am. We can't just have a conversation. I'm like, excuse me, people. <laughs> what I hear that we need is, yeah. Well, to be you're clear. Gonna for it. You're going to ask her for what you need and what you want. We love to see that. It's true. Mm-hmm. That's growth. It's true. Yeah. Um, so I guess, I guess to round it off, it's June 2021, which is Pride Month. Yeah. So obviously we know that like big corporations like to make their logo rainbow and then be like pride. Beautiful. That's exactly what happens. I see right through that shit as hopefully we all do, but I really Mm -hmm. do being work from working for fucking VCU arts and then basically being like, yeah, let's make sure that we like interview an LGBTQ plus community member. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And I'm just like, God. <laughs> yeah. And then fucking Richmond doesn't even celebrate Pride until September. Right. Which, what's up with that? Yeah. Who made that decision? Like Who fucking did- Stony. Stony. Fucking the hell up. Add it to the list of the reasons God. that he's a fucking phony. Yo. Also, I'm just like, I've never been to Pride. Like, not like how I've like seen... Virginia Pride, like no, at Long Island. Does that really count? I'm kind of I'm thinking about like New York Pride or like Philly oh. Pride oh. or like where like you and a gaggle of queers get together again, white converse cutoffs and like sunglasses, hot girl summer. <laughs> I've never done that before. I never like waved as like the leather rollers roll by or like the lesbian bikers go by or like the float with the giant queer person on top i don't i've never seen that before right i'm dying to know what it's like yeah mm-hmm. i mean my friends that live in uh sydney australia their pride looks fucking lit maybe that's where we should go for our sabbatical next straight to australia honestly yeah um but yeah i guess what any pride thoughts generally what does pride mean to you do you think it's like super important that we uh have this like rainbow holiday or i think it's important i think it's pretty cool i think it's great that we get a bit more in your face on purpose i think (laughs) the whole i saw something that like a quote about how like family friendly is just essentially an attack on like queer sexuality in the context of how this quote was presented and like that's true like fuck family friendly what is family friendly Mm. what actually is family friendly Mm -hmm. like the shit that we grew up watching that was quote unquote this family friendly thing trash abusive toxic like perpetrating like generational curses and like bullshit like men hating their wives and vice versa Mm -hmm. you know like what actually is family friendly i guess that's just another buzzword to really investigate so i really appreciate the fuck out of queer or queer (laughs) yeah queer people and pride (laughs) (laughs) just thinking about gays again queer Uh, people we love you (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think like pride is just so like what like I love the feeling of pride in a way that feels like it's good I think there's a level of pride there I go assigning the connotation again but when pride isn't quite 
in line with like a sense of identity in the sense of like creating joyous connection through this shared identity and like mm-hmm. inviting people to like be there witness share or maybe even like um understand it it's i think that's a great human thing mm-hmm. and i think that's some pretty metal shit like i feel black pride all the time mm-hmm. all the time and it makes me puff out of my chest type shit and like feeling queer pride i feel like sometimes it comes and goes in waves just because um a level of safety like aligned with it it's not always feels like super safe to feel like a lot of queer pride but I think that's just a matter of working on it more and owning it more because it's not (laughs) not happening right you're always like you're always queer Mm -hmm. I feel like I can't really shed my visibility in that no matter how hard I tried I think if I put on the dress and like went full femme or anything it would still like read like textbook on me right bless <laughs> so yeah. i fuck with pride and i really hope that you know one day we kind of get a different attitude about like what it means to be prideful about these things where we're sharing with other people in a loving way mm-hmm. i think too often the conversation like just kind of falls to the sideways of like well what about black <laughs> just shut up just shut up mm-hmm. what do you mean what about straight people <laughs> what what about y'all <laughs> the right. fuck? we've been watching y'all shit this whole time oh my god we're trying to undo the mess Mm-hmm. And like still include y'all in like a different kind of way and it's funny how the same conversations always kind of pop up during pride about who's allowed at pride or what is not like allowed and it's like what are we like fighting over right now what like just it's anything goes like just just do it who gives a fuck so i think that's a bit annoying with it and then because you just it just flashback to like conversations about what it means to be like straight passing. I'm like, what the, f- is that a thing? We're just like adding that to the vocabulary right now. What? No, any fucker at pride is queer. Just roll with it. You know, like it's a little bit of um resistance in my, like, I guess idea about what people think about when they think about pride, but my own personal thoughts on it. I love it. I want to go to it. I want to be it. I don't want to, I'm not a huge fan of the rainbow though. I think we should have gotten a much different palette. Rainbow to me is, it just, it makes me think about kids and like reading rainbow. Boom. And I'm like, ah. What color palette would you want? Like maybe like fire red and, Mm. uh, oh, we can start there. I don't know. (laughs) I really like the trans flag colors. But they remind me of babies because it's like those are the colors of like what they would identify as like the baby boy, baby girl, like blue, like blue and pink. So I'm like, mm-hmm. even that, I'm like, we could do better than that. All right. So, I don't know. Maybe black and gold. That'd be cool. Oh, damn. What do you think? What do I think? Um, I think that it's like pride is like a really good opportunity to think about like my queerness Mm -hmm. and how I like celebrate that on a regular basis and like if there are ways that I want to like incorporate that more amplify it more sort of like what you're saying I feel like of just like how can I celebrate my queerness on a regular basis and this is this month is just like a reminder um to do that and kind of like a good opportunity in the year to to assess that and address that um and then uh yeah 
I forgot what else I was going to say. Sorry. <laughs> um, <all> good. <laughs> something about like, it's also just nice to see like, you know, different queer orgs being mm-hmm. um, supported and stuff. And my sister sent me this, these screenshots of this Twitter thread that was like, there was a baseball team, not my dad's team and not my sister's team, a different baseball team that uh they had like pride merch like rainbow merch mm-hmm. and then someone commented back on the twitter thread and was like uh oh my god i love these hats like are you guys gonna have more sizes or something like that and then someone responded onto that it was like before you had more sizes uh i think it would be great if you guys would collaborate with uh lgbtq plus organizations to actually give the money back directly to the gay community (laughs) not asking for much yeah Yeah, exactly and so i think that moment and like my sister who is like a cis woman straight like she screenshotted that and sent it to our family group chat and was like yeah this is great snaps and i was like yes like this is a good learning moment too Mm -hmm. Yeah. Give that money right by where it ought to go. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Gosh. How much money goes pouring into anti-gay politicians? Like I think about Chick-fil-A and I'm like, we all like use that as a scapegoat of like where not to eat if you're want to be obviously anti-gay, anti-trans. Right. I if we really had to investigate all these corporations, like how many would be left standing? Like sure it does pay to go more local less honestly not more mom and pop shops but like it's really wild i guess for so long i've only ever thought about the past in terms of like how we're not that much different from it in a more racial lens but i think a lot of it too with queer people like you think about the aids epidemic and all that a whole generation has been lost Mm -hmm. and like what that actually cut up in terms of the kind of people where like our elders we should have so many more elders Mm -hmm. and when i say elders i'm not even saying 60 plus y'all i'm just like just more like 40 year old queers like you know all all that kind of shit where it's like we're really not that much farther out than like how people were treated in the past and like god knows we would be remiss not to mention like how it is truly so heavy on the heart to think about how often like our Black trans sisters are always just, there's always so much violence there. And it's, I don't know, I guess I don't really let myself think about it too much just out of like, it is so fucking heavy. And like, these are the people that started Pride. These are the, and like, those are the conversations that always come back up during Pride. Like who actually threw that like fucking brick, you know, like Marsha P. Johnson and like the Stonewall like thing. It was just like, still today, like it is so important for us to make sure that we're passing on to like Gen Z, like, what actually happened and like what we're about versus like perpetuating like these stale conversations about who's allowed and who's not you know and just focusing more on like mm-hmm. who we need to be like uplifting in a much 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 more aggressive way who is the backbone of like humanity that's black queer women black right. trans queer women like mm-hmm. boom the culture the vernacular like everything yeah probably traces back to that and it's so fucking cool to think about when you think about it in the pride lens right but when i get into like the grieving kind of lens of it or like the mourning lens of it it's like oh shit like there's still so much work to do so much work 
Yes. And like, like what you said about giving Gen Z these stories, it just makes me think about like, like hopeful possibility in the Mm -hmm. sense of like Gen Z is like logistically spending more time learning Mm. And mm-hmm. while like we're logistically spend spending more time unlearning. So like all uh, of this like family friendly media or whatever the fuck that we consumed, we're like unlearning all of that stuff. While like hopefully if we're like telling these stories, you know, they like Gen Z is spending more time learning than us, yeah. you know? And so it's like, it makes me excited to think about the possibility of that and just like how fucking bomb they're gonna be when we're just all dead (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) yeah as you say that i think about like why i love tiktok it's just because there's every single combination iteration representation or visuality of any kind of person or thought or thing that has ever existed has now been recorded or will be recorded within like the next 10 minutes right there's so much fucking content and there's just so many people and like the fact that i love the fact that the algorithm literally no matter what you put out you've got two hours where your shit can be seen by anyone and like everyone has that fair shot of like yo show yourself off or like just I don't know, do I, or educate people if you want. I don't know. It's wild, the two forks in the road of how people use TikTok. Like the more I'm on, the more I'm just like, oh my God. Like, I feel like I've seen every human in the world. And right. it just kind of makes me love people more. Cause I'm like, we're all fucking weird, man. Mm-hmm. The things y'all like film, right. <laughs> what are you doing? I love it. Absolutely love it. Like, just give me more of that shit. It's like the more time, like when I see people and I'm like, yeah, like I, what would you put on TikTok? Like I probably already know. And it's fucking weird and I love it yes so this is a good segue because we have been making TikTok playlists on our Instagram and when I say we I mean me Lens. yeah I'll post one today and now Hobbs is gonna do one uh, I'm nervous y'all because like Lynn's always posts like these ones that are like very like on brand <laughs> for like queer retrograde meanwhile mine are like oh yeah you're gonna see what i put my eyes on <laughs> tiktok like oh my god it's like it's gonna be so great it's and so like, dad spiritual and entertaining yeah i can't wait um so that's a thing on our mm-hmm. instagram and on our instagram we also have some pride playlists for y'all Um, because we are at a place in our career retrograde life where we have a lot of really awesome content that we just want to again use the pride opportunity to remind y'all about um so we're gonna have a playlist that's about love a playlist about self-exploration um passion projects etc so anyways, all that to say, follow us on Instagram at Queer Retrograde, check out the playlists, share them with a friend that you think would enjoy them. And yeah. 
keep an eye out for Hop's TikTok playlist because I know it's going to be so entertaining. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel pressure. No, it'll be great. Y'all, <laughs> these episodes are timeless. Take a look at them. Enjoy them. Yeah, truly. And we hope that y'all are all having a lovely fucking Pride Month. Mm-hmm. Remember to flirt with yourself. <laughs> Try that again. <laughs> Remember to flirt with yourselves. Mm-hmm. And with each other. Yeah, yeah, definitely with each other. <laughs> all right. Tuning out for now. <laughs> <laughs>